I feel like I do see, sadly, Christians walk around defeated in, in that mindset that, yeah, I've, I've accepted Jesus as, as my Savior, but I haven't accepted the grace. I haven't, I haven't lived righteously. I'm still living in that entrapment. And they walk around defeated, which, to be honest, walking around there, that's not showing that light to others. I'm not saying you can't struggle and you can't have off days, it seems like, but that's where that grace comes in there and powers. Welcome back to Faith and Culture. I'm Drew. This is Keith. We're glad that you're joining us today. Let's see if we can tie three things together, sin, righteousness, and grace. We talked two episodes back on the subject, Christians don't continue to willfully sin. And then last episode, we explained why they don't sin, which is because they've been made righteous in Christ. So today, we're going to talk about grace. Keith, last session, you called it the Great Exchange. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what that is still? Uh, I can. Uh, the Great Exchange is pretty simple. Jesus took upon His sinless body our sins, and then when we accept Him, He places upon us His righteousness. Uh if somebody were to say to me, well, why do you love Jesus? Well, that's it right there, okay? Because literally Jesus took my sin, my pain, my judgment for all of my failures, and then in exchange, he gives me his righteousness, his joy, his peace, his hope. I mean, why would anybody want to pass on a deal like that, all right? That's first class. But anyway, um, we use this verse in, in both sessions, and but it's sort of the catalyst for where we're going. 1 John 3, 9, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed, which is Jesus, abides in him. So, so, you know, Jesus takes up residency in us. And when he does, what does that mean? It means he brings his righteousness in. All right. The problem so many people have is that they don't realize that his righteousness and their sins cannot cohabitate. All right. His righteousness, my sins, they cannot cohabitate. Uh, that's where a modern Christian Christianity, in my opinion, has gone off the rails. All right. Um, thinking that God just comes in and he just sort of, you know, makes his home in the midst of the filth of my sin and rebellion and everything. It, that's not the way it happens. Uh, if we're a Christian, our sins are forgiven. They're gone. I mean, that's it. You get a clean slate. His righteousness has now come in and it's residing in me. So I'm not what I was. I'm, I'm a brand new creation in Christ. Um so this body, this whatever you want to call it, life, this, this human temple has now been made clean to receive him. And listen, this is very important. It's not that you can't sin because you can. We have that power, that choice. <clears throat> and it's not that we're not tempted to sin. Even Christ was tempted to sin, and yet he did not. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the thing. We don't have to either. That, that's a revelation. We don't have to continue sinning. Uh, and the reason why is grace. Yeah. Grace is what ties these two things together and, 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 and makes them work. Um, grace is one of the most wonderful provisions that God has given us. It's what ties forgiveness and righteousness together. Um, and yet, too many people look at it completely different. They think it's like a get-out-of-jail-free card, okay? In other words, I just do whatever I want to, and then I just show my card, you know? Hey. Um, <clears throat> and though I thank God that His grace does cover my failures because I still fail, it's not the purpose of grace. Uh, look at this. Or Here's the thought. 
Grace is not so I can live like I want. It's the ability to live like I ought to. Okay? And we can't do that on our own. No, we can't. And, and so that's why it's so important. Romans 6.1 uh, look at this. This uh, Paul's talking to the church there at Rome, and he says, What shall I say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? And if I can put something in my own words, because that's, that's one of those kind of verses you just want to make simple and clear, all right? Uh, Paul is saying, am I getting this right? You're thinking... That, the, that by going ahead and living in your sin, that you're just going to get more grace? Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. How can we, who have been made righteous, continue to live in sin? We're dead to it. It's gone. That's not supposed to be the, the way we live our life anymore. Um, and then he later says this. He says, Romans six fourteen For sin will have no dominion over you since you're not under the law, but under grace. So grace is actually the third element that ties righteousness, that ties that forgiveness together, because we're all born to sin, we're all living in sin since the time Adam and Eve disobeyed God, sin has entered into the world. Through that, we've been separated, and we're going to continue to live with the ability only of ourselves, and we're going to continue to sin. But you're saying grace is that third element that ties that forgiveness, that ties that righteousness, that gives us the ability not to continue to live in sin, but live how we're supposed to be called to live. That's the way I see the Bible teach it. Wow. Okay. Uh, this particular verse right here, I don't think, you know, it needs a lot of explanation that, you know, sin shall not have dominion. I think that's pretty clear. Sin's not supposed to rule your life. That's right. All right. I think that's clear. Um, but the second part may need a little bit of explanation. The purpose of, gr of grace is to shift us from focusing on rules which is not God's plan for our life, okay? Living our life in do's and don'ts is the most elementary part of Christianity. You know, when a kid's little, you got to, don't do that, don't do that. But that's, that's the elementary part. That's, that's not the plan God has. That just helps you to get started in the right direction. Um, and that's the reason why the Bible or the law was referred to as the schoolmaster, it was to help you to get started on the right direction. But God's plan for our life is maturity. And I can't tell you how many times I have sat and visited with a Christian and they have just been eaten up with this guilt because they keep seeing themselves fall back into their old ways, you know, yielding to all the different temptations, uh, not walking in the freedom of of what grace has provided, but always bound up in their in their failures. And this battle of uh, righteousness and sin, it just it's tearing them all to pieces. Mm -hmm. Paul said in Romans seven, he said, uh, "I want to do what's right, but I can't do it." And you know, I want to do what's right, but I can't. I I, I don't want to be selfish, but I can I I can't stop that. So what's the solution? Grace. Grace is the solution. Um, the Spirit of God wants to help me. He really does. And so the provision to help me not live to my sinful nature and to stay in that righteousness of God 
it is grace. And look at this passage. It's, it's phenomenal. Titus 2.11. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions. Another translation says saying no. It gives us the, the ability to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. God wants us to be victorious. He wants us to live an upright life, a godly life. God's grace trains us to do that. It is, it is the empowerment to do that. Uh, when we begin to want to walk in the maturity of what God has for us, then we begin to understand that this is where grace comes in. Grace comes in and says, uh, you can say no to that, Drew. You don't have to, you don't have to give in to that. I'm here to help you. I can't help but kind of think when we have the understanding, I think we talked about in a couple episodes ago, the idea about the maturity of a Christian being infant, taking on milk, then to solid food, being able to eat yourself and not have to have somebody feed you. I like to think grace is that counterpart to that maturity of just simply being like, the laws were no, slap your hand away. Grace is, you can say no yourself now because the power of grace is living through you as well. Is that correct? That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, the first two elements were pretty much like the black and white, okay? The sin, the black, the righteous, the white, okay. all right? So, you know, th that's the two sides of the coin. But grace is what makes righteousness become our lifestyle, mm. all right? And the thing is, is <clears throat> I love talking about this passage, um, because there are so many Christians, they're like a seesaw, and they are up and they're down, and they're 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 on top, victorious, and then they're defeated. They're making strides forward, and they're falling back, and um, and then when all of a sudden they 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 grasp that God has provided grace, not so they can just go ahead and say, ah, I, I'm I'm I just mess up. That's what I do. But so they could realize, no, God, all of the resources of God are here for me to not live in the defeat of sin anymore. And when people get that, it's like this light bulb goes off because they can't do it on their own. Yeah. But then they realize that God never intended for them to try to do it on their own. He has made provision for that. Mm -hmm. uh, what a beautiful thing. John 8.36 says, whoever... Jesus sets free is totally free, all right? But now put this in context. Uh, he taught this <clears throat> to his disciples because he never intended for us to live defeated by sin. That's never been the plan. And I don't know about the rest of the world, but if I continue sinning and failing God on a day-to-day -day basis, I don't feel free. I feel defeated. I mean, I feel like I'm a, a failure, and that's not. But he said, you know, his plan was for you to live free. Free from what? Free from him? No. Free from the bondage and the failures and the pain and, the, and, and all of those things that, are to, that come with the sin nature. It's funny you say that because I would feel trapped almost. And in, in, even though I know Jesus has forgiven me, I'd feel trapped still in my sin. And that bondage that you're talking about, I mean, depression would set in. You'd have anxiety over these things too. 
And it, it's a wonder you said that because it just it provides just some understanding even in my own life that I've dealt with and just yeah I've fallen short I've I have messed up I have sinned and but it gives me the ability to move past that that's good well you know we're providing this information with the hope that you know people out there that are struggling with what is a Christian would come to the realization that um, Christianity is not <laughs> as wonderful as it should be if I feel like I'm a failure. If I feel like, you know, I, I can't change, I, I, I just always do the things that are, the Bible would say are displeasing to God. Grace empowers you so that that doesn't become the way you live your life. But you have the ability now to say, no, I'm not going to be selfish. I'm not going to give in to that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to yield to that weakness that used to be a part of my life. Because if I don't yield to it by the grace of God, then the joy of God will begin to be part of the 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 reflection of what I now have in Christ Jesus. And what a better way to be living our Christian life, uh, displaying the joy of Jesus as opposed to the defeat of sin. So let me see if I can unpack this a little bit and add this here. Grace comes with salvation, that righteousness and everything comes in. But just like salvation, it's a gift that we have to accept. And so grace is also a gift that we have to accept. And if we don't accept it, we live entrapped. We live in that depression. We live in that anxiety. And so with grace, it empowers us to say no. Instead of, so instead of the roller coaster effect, we accept grace and we live beyond that. And then it's a continual pursuit with God. Is that correct? Yes. It's, it's like a provision, okay? Um, you know, if you were trying to do something and you didn't have the tool to do it, okay, you're not going to be successful. Grace is the provision of God. It's the tool that He has given us, His grace, so that you can successfully do what He wants you to do. And you you can't it. do it without Him. Yeah. And, and too many people don't know that it's there to help them be victorious over their sin problem. And you need grace daily, just as you need His salvation, His righteousness daily. Yes, yes. Um, I love this verse. It's in 2 Corinthians 9 8. And God is able to make all grace, think about that, all His grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, that's a lot of alls, <laughs> you may abound in every good work. So God gives grace so that we can abound. Come on. Okay, so that's, that's you know, I, my whole goal in talking about what is a Christian is not to, you know, burst a bunch of bubbles as much as it is to say it's this vibrant wonderful life that God has provided for us and grace is is the way it happens so that we can abound so that we can be successful so that we can overcome so that we can get rid of that depression and have joy so that we can have the peace of God so that we can we can live the plan and in the fulfillment of what God called us to. He didn't call us to be defeated. He called us to be victorious. And so all of these things are there because grace makes the difference. And very few people 
who, whoever tried to do the work of God will ever succeed in it. Well, I don't know anybody will. No one will probably ever live beyond defeat as a Christian until they understand that grace is what makes up the difference and, and empowers us to walk in the righteousness that God has brought in. Yeah, we're supposed to be a light that shows Jesus that hope to other people in the lost. And it's hard to think you can do that without grace. Yeah, I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think you can either. But that's that vibrancy that you're talking about. And, and I do, I feel like I do see, sadly, Christians walk around defeated in, in that mindset that, yeah, I've, I've accepted Jesus as, as my Savior, but I haven't accepted the grace. I haven't, I haven't lived righteously. I'm still living in that entrapment. And they walk around defeated, which, to be honest, walking around there, that's not showing that light to others. I'm not saying you can't struggle and you can't have off days, it seems like, but that's where that grace comes in there and powers. Grace justifies us. It makes us holy before God. <laughs> grace provides us to be able to communicate with God. Grace disciplines and trains us to live obedient with Him. And grace actively is working every moment in your life. And I think that's the power of grace. I agree. I agree. Thanks for joining us today as we unpack grace. If you like what you're hearing, like, follow, subscribe. I'm Drew. I'm Keith. And this is Faith and Culture. God bless you.